0: Today's episode is sponsored by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the one-stop shop and destination for hair care, skin care, and beauty supplies. With over 10,000 different products in 400 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all of your self-care needs.
1: Find your favorite brands like Tarte, Face, Olaplex, and more all in one place. Offering customers reward points at checkout. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners fifteen percent off your next purchase by using the code Big Podcast. Visit the website wwwskinstorecom podcast Skin Store. Find confidence in whatever you do. Exclusions may apply. Hey sis.
0: Welcome to the Big Sis Podcast. I'm your co-host, Francesca.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Isabella.
0: Today, we are going to be talking about different types of relationships, platonic and romantic.
1: Going into high school, you're told that you might not walk out with the same friends you walked into it with. I just want to let everyone listening know that it's totally normal to outgrow people and to have people outgrow you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you did something wrong. It just means that you two grew apart from each other and that's totally normal.
0: Personally, my closest friends are a mix of people I went to elementary school or high school with. At your high school, you are going to meet hundreds of people that you see every day and they become a major part of your life. I truly think it's incredibly important to have a good solid support system around you A very interesting fact is that there was a study done by the University of Virginia and they suggested that the quality of your friendships during your adolescence may predict aspects of long-term mental and emotional health. Proving that the better quality friends that you have when you're younger, like when you're in high school, can cause you to have an increased self self self-worth and lower social anxiety, which is a topic that we discussed uh, in our last episode. All because you have been able to have good relationships. That's wild to me.
1: Yeah, that that's a very interesting statistic, actually. And while school is a very crucial part of your social life, as Francesca said, it is important to find friends who support you and ultimately bring out your best qualities. According to Pew Research Center, school is by far the top location where teens say they spend the most time with their closest friends. More than 83% of teens say they spend time with that friend at school or on a regular basis. Therefore, it is important to find long-lasting friends who you trust, have fun with, and can rely on no matter what the circumstance may be.
0: Even outside of school, there are so many ways to make friends. Another study done by Pew Research Center is that teens ages 13 to 17 found that over half of them were able to make new friends online. I know that when we were younger, our parents used to tell us to not talk to strangers online, but I even know from my firsthand experience that some of these people who you have never met in person or you rarely see in person can be some of your closest friends. I
1: completely agree with you, and I think social media plays an important role in this, although it could be very dangerous and you don't want to talk to strangers. I think It could also be used to our benefit. There are so many people within our high school, because our high school is pretty big, Mm -hmm. that I've met through social media, and I've connected with them really well. So although it could be dangerous, there's also the benefit of finding lifelong friends that you could talk to online. Mm -hmm.
0: In high school, you have availability to meet many people. So if you don't make the best friend group on the first try, don't give up. There are new people to talk to with every t- corner you turn.
1: I completely agree with you. And I think it's interesting that you said that because a lot of the friends that you meet are in majority of your classes. And it's great because although you may not have the same people in, let's say, your math class, the second you move to your science class, you're meeting 10 to 15 more kids. And so your friend circle just keeps developing, developing and developing. And that's how Francesca and I met. We actually met in our drama class on the first day of grade nine.
0: I know, it's crazy to think that in our first semester we would find a friend that would last us to the end of high school. That drama class was so much fun, so I'm not surprised that it gave us a lot of opportunity to talk to new people and meet friends that we would have never met otherwise.
1: Yes, that's definitely right. And I think what comes along with that is just stepping out of your comfort zone I know both myself and I'm sure you were too, very nervous to go into high school and to have this opportunity to make new friends, but I think within that class and all of our other classes, we were able to step out of our comfort zone, really do what we liked and approach new people because after all, nobody in high school is going to judge you for being who you are.
0: Mm -hmm. And if they do, you don't want to be friends with them anyways.
1: Exactly. And I think that also brings up our next topic, which is regardless of what high school you go to or what grade you are in, there are always, and I mean always, going to be fake friends that you come across. Now, before we identify qualities that a fake friend shows, it is important to identify and define what a fake friend is. So according to an article written by The Mindful, a fake friend is defined as someone who pretends to be your friend, but he or she will also use you for, your, for their benefit.
0: Mm-hmm. And while Isabella and I got lucky to find each other and develop this really great, wholesome friendship, there are a lot of people who have very red flags on their backs. You just have to make sure you're not wearing, wearing rose-colored glasses
1: that's very true and there are several ways to detect a fake friend and to see how genuine their intentions actually are Mm -hmm. according to an article written by Healthline there are several ways to detect a fake friend or a toxic friend if you are put in this situation you are definitely able to identify who they are and to leave that negativity as soon as possible So some indicators that Francesca and I wanted to include are gossiping behind your back, comparing you to others, purposely excluding you from events or gatherings, putting you down to make them look better, and never celebrating your success.
0: Yeah, you might have friends that don't reciprocate your efforts. They don't invite you out. They don't text you first. They don't come up to you in the hallways and say hi. And that's not a friend that is a fake friend you need someone who isn't being toxically competitive with you they never want to be there for you and comfort you these red flags as we put them be- as we put it before are clear signs that you either need to confront your friend about their actions or you need to find a new friend
1: exactly Now, leaving a friendship is never easy, especially if you've been with them for, let's say, 10 years. Mm -hmm. However, it is very imperative that you put your feelings first and your well-being first because ultimately that's what matters the most. And with that being said, some tips that Francesca and I came up with to get out of that toxic friendship, um, we're going to list them now so one of them is to always remember to leave on good terms in high school everyone knows everyone and you do not want to have bad blood or be envious of anyone because you are going to be with these students for the next four years
0: Mm -hmm. and something that you can do to be able to leave on good terms is slowly distance yourself and find new friends
1: yes I think that is a major point. There are so many friends in high school, so many new people that you could meet, and no one's going to judge you for having to leave a friendship on your own terms for your own self-happiness. So don't worry. The next tip is forget about the friendship. Don't hold a grudge and constantly think about the negative experience that you had while you were with that friend. Move forward, carry on, they're not gonna worry about it anymore, so you shouldn't either.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that may happen to you over the course of your high school experience that causes a drift between you and another friend, and it happens. Recently, well, maybe about six months ago, I had to end a friendship with a friend that I've known for 10 years. That was insane, but looking back at the last four years alone, I can recognize a lot of toxic behavior between me and her and how we weren't truly good friends to begin with.
1: Yes, that's definitely very true. I was also put in a similar situation where entering high school, I thought I was coming in with the same friends that I had from elementary school, and I couldn't be more wrong. As soon as I entered high school, I started detecting red flags, same as Francesca, with this fake friend behavior. And I realized that I needed to end that friendship. I needed to find new friends. And ultimately, although it was a really hard pill to swallow, I think now that I've moved on and I've made the friends that I have in high school, I'm so happy with the decision I made and I couldn't be
0: any happier. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's so important that you have to be self-aware and monitor your behavior as well. You could be that toxic friend in someone else's life. So make sure you're just not getting too defensive if someone brings up something that you're doing that they might not like. Be open to change, and it will just make your friendship stronger.
1: Exactly. And another tip that I have with making friends in high school that majority of teenage girls have, and. It definitely is a misconception is that you have to have a ton a ton of friends now I just wanted to add that when it comes to friends in high school I would definitely consider having quality friends over the quantity of friends for me personally and I think Francesca would agree with this too is that you would rather have three or four really quality genuine friends rather than having 20 friends that you barely talk to and that would probably gossip about you when you're not there.
0: Yeah, I would never give up my genuine good friends who I am so excited to tell first thing whenever something is exciting or something bad happens in my life. They're always there for me and that is way better than having 20 friends and being popular for me. It was actually really interesting
1: because I found a research study and this was conducted on a large amount of high school teenagers by Pew Research Center and they found that 78% of teens say they, say that they have between one and five close friends, while only 20% say they have six or more close friends. So I think that's interesting because as you go through high school, it's definitely important to have a small knit group instead of having a ton, a ton of friends who you probably won't even talk to on a daily
0: basis. Yeah, I would definitely say I'm a part of that 78% of teens. Another study actually done by Oxford University researchers show that now this is something that's happened to me. Whenever women in particular get into a new relationship, they typically lose two of their friends that they've had before. And unfortunately, sometimes that happens. Either you or your friend might grow distant when they get a partner. Some... Friends of mine have actually done this to me. My first friend to ever get a boyfriend definitely chose him over me. It was hard to get used to, especially because at the time I was single and I didn't really have a grasp over romantic relationships. But in the end, my friend and I both learned that friends are there before and after the boyfriends to treat them with respect, even though they might not be your first choice or your top priority anymore, even though they still should be when you have a boyfriend or girlfriend.
1: Exactly. And since you're going through high school, and you're growing, figuring out yourself, boyfriends definitely play a factor into your friend group. And it's something that a lot of teenage girls want to experience throughout their high school, getting a boyfriend, meeting their high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's completely normal. Sometimes you're going to find someone that you like more than a friend. And so I think dating in high school is definitely normal to experience that.
0: Yeah, and something actually that not a lot of people mention is your partner could introduce you to your future best friend.
1: That's very true. I never thought about that, but Mm -hmm. that's actually true. (laughs) Even if you have a
0: partner, never stop being on the lookout for good friends. They're always gonna be available.
1: Exactly. And dating in high school is so that you get the experience. I mean, for myself, I never got the opportunity to date in high school. I mean, I'm in grade 12 now, so I was never really openly looking for one. But I mean, it's important to realize that you could date and you could get to know a boy on a more personal level, but only if you want to. And it's completely possible to focus on school and dating But only if you have enough time because you definitely don't want to overexert yourself and to take away from what you believe is right and what you want your high school experience to be like.
0: Yeah, it's important to date only if you want to date. It's possible to focus on school and dating. I've done it, but that's only if you have enough time. If you do, like, extracurricular sports, school, you work a job, and the only reason you want a partner is because society tells you you need one or you have a subconscious feeling that you won't fit in until you do, trust me, you do not need to be in a relationship. And that's coming from someone who's in one.
1: Yeah, I think you're completely right. Look at us two as an example. We both went completely different avenues, Mm -hmm. and I don't think... I think one avenue is more correct than the other one. I mean, we both went through high school. and I think we turned out perfectly fine. Um, so as for myself, like I mentioned before, I went through high school not having a boyfriend whatsoever. I thought I would be better off focusing on my grades, focusing on my extracurriculars, spending time with my friends, doing school sports teams. So I don't necessarily think you have to go throughout high school with a boyfriend. But that's not to say that while you're in high school and you have a boyfriend, it completely destroys you.
0: Yeah. Something really important is if you're choosing to have a partner during high school is that you need to make sure that it's not an unhealthy relationship because that is when it becomes distracting from all these other things in your life. Funny enough for me, I have a relationship that I never thought would happen Now let me explain, I had a crush on a boy for, I wanna say like one and a half, two years. It was off and on, we don't talk about that. But I never thought anything would ever happen. So by the mid grade 10, I was like, maybe I just won't date in high school. Maybe I should just focus on school and enjoy myself with my friends. And I also had a rule for myself. I didn't want to date someone that I didn't go to school with. I wanted it to be an easy relationship if I ever got into one, and I was not about to do long distance. Well, guess what happened? I ended up moving, and now I'm in a long distance high school relationship. And I know, that sounds like a doozy, but honestly, it's a really good experience to have and I wouldn't trade it for anything else if you meet someone that's really special for you, that's just some a feeling that is amazing to have and an experience that I am so grateful to have experienced.
1: Exactly, like take it from, from Jessica and I, we both went two different avenues, mm-hmm. but look what ended up happening. She found a boyfriend who, who knows, maybe she's even gonna go to university with him, you never know. Yeah. And I think that's also really special. I think it's very important to experience things through high school, whether that means figuring out yourself as a person, figuring out your friends, or even figuring out who you want to date. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a learning curve in finding out what qualities you think you deserve, whether it be a friendship or even a relationship.
0: Yeah, High school, especially your teen years, is such a great time to explore your sexuality, who you like, the dating scene. It's a laid back time compared to maybe when you're going off to university or college. And I think it's definitely worth doing if you have the opportunity and you want to have a relationship. Because honestly, you never know when that relationship is going to come. Like, it might come completely out of the blue. And honestly, those are kind of the best relationships, in my opinion.
1: Exactly. And I just wanted to bring up one more thing, because I think a lot of our teenage girls listening would relate to this. And that is a very common misconception that most teenage girls have entering high school, is that dating in high school is to find your future husband. And I think that's why so many teenage girls fear entering a relationship so young. I just wanted to remind all of you that high school relationships should not be about finding your high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could happen, but majority of the time, it's not like what the movie suggest. But instead, focus on discovering what you want in a partner, what qualities you think your partner should have, and how you deserve to be treated at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, going into your senior year with a partner and finishing your senior year with a partner is definitely intimidating. You don't really know if you guys are going to break up, if you're going to stay together. And that's where I just want to recommend that communication is key. It is so important to just be completely honest with your partner. And by doing so, you're actually building really good skills of being in a relationship that is healthy and not toxic.
1: I completely agree with you. And it's good that you brought that up because I think two of the major factors in a friendship or even a relationship is communication. You have to have open communication, speak what you want. And girls, don't be afraid to speak your mind. If you have something that's bothering you, don't just sweep it under the rug, bring it up. Mm -hmm. And then the second point is trust. Trust is another major factor that you have to have in your partner. Especially like Francesca said, if you guys are doing long distance, you have to be able to communicate, but also trust what the other person says and what they say they're doing.
0: Yeah, and this also goes back to our first topic of discussion of friendships. You need to trust and communicate with your friends too, because that just builds healthy relationships with whoever, whether it be your parents, your teachers, your boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship, friendships. Every relationship really needs good communication and good trust.
1: Exactly. And who knows where that relationship could go. I just wanted to bring up one more thing about marrying your high school sweetheart. And that is that it's not necessarily something that occurs more frequently anymore. According to a survey conducted by Brandingale Marketing, only 2% of marriages are from a high school relationship with only 25% of women saying that they married their first love.
0: Now that can seem pretty intimidating, especially if you're in a very committed end of high school relationship. But honestly, I know couples who graduated two years ago. I know like three of them and they're still together to this day, which is just incredible and honestly kind of inspiring to someone who's in a relationship.
1: Exactly. That's crazy. So girls, don't, Worry, go into high school, and if you find a boyfriend and that ends up being long term, roll with it as just... long as you're being treated correctly. That's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. However, you deserve to be treated, don't jeopardize that, and don't let any guy take that away from you.
0: Yes, know your self worth.
1: I just wanted to end off with one more thing. And I think this is really important, and Francesca and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. So our grade 12 English teacher once told us something, and it really resonated with the both of us. And it was realizing your own self-worth. Before you enter a relationship, you must ensure that you are fully satisfied with yourself. That means don't rely on the validation of others to make you happy. And the analogy that she used is, if you are happy sitting alone in a room by yourself, and you could fully do anything and everything that you want by yourself and still be content, that is how you know you are ready for a relationship.
0: I loved it when she said that. And I can honestly say that in my relationship, I feel like We have our own lives outside of our relationship. And that's exactly what our English teacher was saying. And it makes me really happy and really confident and calm, I guess. But anyways, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Big Sis. We want to hear back from you.
1: Rate the podcast on your favorite streaming platforms and leave comments about what you want us to talk about next or any questions in general that you have for your Big Sis.
0: Make sure you tune in next week where we will be discussing periods 101. ISIS. ISIS.